Up until 2020, I've always been a stickler about celebrating Thanksgiving first and then celebrating Christmas. Thanksgiving just gets a bad rap. I mean, in stores, I see Thanksgiving table settings and decorations go on clearance before the holiday itself to make room for even more Christmas stuff, which, by the way, began to appear on shelves as early as July. But this year, I'm making an exception. I am in full-on Christmas mode for some very good reasons. First, 2020. Need I say more? We could all use a little more holiday cheer this year. And second, we are in the process of packing and selling our house and moving from Georgia to Iowa mid-December. So no Christmas decorations around here and definitely no Christmas ham coming out of my oven. So I am celebrating creatively in other ways as early as I can. And one of those ways is this podcast, which I've been itching to do for a little while, where we will talk about some new things coming your way in 2021 and the imperative role contentment has in your mindset and your business. You're listening to Working Upward, the thought-provoking, gaze-shifting, and action-inspiring podcast for Christian women who work from home. If you desire to keep looking upward to Christ in your work and beyond, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Kristen Eifeldano from WorkingUpward.com. Well, as I indicated in the intro, my husband John and I are moving from Georgia to Iowa in December, so it has been crazy town here, and I just can't wait until January when hopefully we can be more settled in and I can get back to somewhat of a routine. So here's the scoop. When we first got married in 2012, we were living in Minnesota where John was completing his final credits in seminary and was working bivocationally as a pastor an hour and a half away in Wisconsin. He was so busy with his regular work and his studies. And um, about a year into that, his workplace required him to start traveling quite a bit. So he was flying a lot to the Southeast where we eventually moved five years ago. During these past five years, he has felt a growing desire to leave his secular career in food service um, and sales, more specifically, to restaurants, to pastor a church full-time, and in the last two years, he's been preaching at various churches and sending his resume to different churches needing a pastor. Well, in October, uh, just a couple months ago, not even that, John got a call from his boss saying that everyone doing what he is doing is laid off. Um, Actually, they, they were eliminating those positions entirely due to, you guessed it, the COVID shutdown. Um, he was at the restaurant industry is very much hurting right now. So it just, it was not too much of a surprise, but you know what? God's timing is so perfect that we were already in mid conversation with about three different churches in Iowa. That's just how it worked out. There's a seminary there that has an online hub to connect pastors with churches. And there are several that are needing pastors right now. So we took this whole situation as a nudge from God Uh, for John to hold off on pursuing any other secular jobs right now and just to go full steam ahead pursuing full-time ministry. Well, where am I going with this? Well, 
As we were visiting churches in smaller towns in Iowa, I began to realize something. I have been a little bit spoiled with what we have here in Georgia. We just love our home and our neighborhood and the weather, and uh, we have some family uh, nearby. And I know that um, I've especially enjoyed being close to two of my sisters who live in South Carolina. And I knew I needed to prepare my heart for whatever God has for us and to embrace all of it with joy. And the magic word of this episode, contentment. So what is contentment and what is its role in not just our life, but in our work as well? Oh, it is everything, friend. Stay tuned for just a moment. If you would like me to feature your work at home business or resource here in the show, right now it's absolutely free. You can apply using the link in my show notes or just head on over to workingupward.com slash podcast where you'll find the application link featured at the top of the page. It's my way of supporting work at home businesses like yours. One definition of contentment I came across recently is that contentment is noticing what you do have rather than what you don't have. I like it. Easy, simple, true. But you know what? That is not the message I'm seeing in my particular industry. And I'm guessing it's not what you're seeing in yours because popular business culture naturally focuses on earning more and more and more wealth and money, which same thing, okay? Um, But my particular niche is all about online business, which for me anyway, is about creating and selling online courses and growing membership sites. And I help clients with that as well. And I am dipping my toe into that water for for myself and my own business. So what I see is a lot of focus on success stories. And those success stories, they sure don't look like mine. Uh, They are all about um, hitting hitting four figures in a month, (laughs) that kind of thing. And if I'm not careful, I start that comparison game, which I promise you never starts with me looking at what I have. It is always what someone else has, which breeds discontentment. So the dilemma is this, as a business owner, I do need to have financial goals and I do need to focus on growing from one milestone to another. And that does include the financial aspect because without money, there is no business but I need to know how to do this with a contented heart. Always grateful for what I have and hopeful yet not covetous for what I don't have yet. Oh my goodness, it is a challenge, but as always, God's word is sufficient and gives us what we need to know about working and growing our businesses with contented hearts, uh, God's way, with his blessing and his help. So let's just take a few moments to ponder a few sound biblical truths about contentment and how it relates to our work and our businesses. We need to keep in mind that God's economy is different from the world's economy. For one thing, God teaches us that contentment, not riches, is gain. That is where the real value is. The Apostle Paul tells us in his letter to Timothy And by the way, he is our go-to guy when it comes to contentment. He learned it. He taught it both in word and deed. Um, uh, The main passages in scripture that talk directly about contentment 
are from him. Um, So in 1 Timothy 6, he writes, If anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels about words which produce envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicions, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Wow, that is very, very strong language warning against um, an, an unhealthy desire for riches. And a lot of what we see around us in the world Um, especially in the business world, it's all about getting more and more and more. And nothing is ever enough. And we have it right here in scripture, how dangerous that is to fall into that mindset. We need to remember um, verse 6, 1 Timothy 6, 6, but godliness with contentment is great gain. And by the way, when it talks about imagining people who are deprived of the truth, imagine that godliness is a means of gain, that is talking about those who believe you can use Christianity and um, religion as a tool toward wealth. And of course, that's missing the entire point. Um, so for the rest of our look at contentment in the Bible, let's look at Philippians 4 verses uh, 4 through 13, and this is back to the Apostle Paul here, um, which I think we can just call the contentment passage because that's what it is. It ends with his famous words about, at least I think they're famous, they're very familiar to me, and I'm guessing they're familiar to you, about learning to be content. So let's read it. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need. For I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. 
I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So a few thoughts here. Um, First of all, I think it's just so interesting. All the verses that lead up to one of the most quoted verses in scripture, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And um, looking at a passage in context helps so much with understanding it. And we too often are tempted to take things out of context or find a phrase or a single verse that um, is it's so catchy and we want to apply it to every single thing. And if it's true, I mean, we, we really can do all things through him who strengthens me. That's true. But in this context, that passage, that famous verse is talking about specific things um, like being grateful and thinking about things that are honorable and true and commendable and being content. Uh, so this, just a few things I want to point out from this passage. Um, contentment begins with trusting God and our relationship to him. Notice these phrases. Don't be anxious. Pray to God. Rejoice in the Lord always. The Lord is at hand. The peace of God and the God of peace. All These are all in that passage. Uh, making it very clear that you we can't have real contentment apart from God and having a relationship with Him. Number two, contentment is fueled by gratitude. Um, contentment is knowing when is enough and what is enough. And you can do that when you are truly grateful for what you already have. Verse six says, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Number three, contentment grows in our thoughts, um, having a, a rich and true thought life. Verse eight, in the middle of this whole passage, um, it's no accident this verse is here. It says, finally, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Uh, contentment um, or the seed of discontent, I should say, um, really can grow in our thought lives and what we choose to think about. Likewise, um, the seed of contentment grows from what we choose to think about. Um, we are possibly, it looks very likely that we are moving um, into a parsonage. And I am used to so many things um, in our home here. We have a beautiful home. And I remember uh, not too long ago uh, talking to my mom on the phone and kind of, you know, lamenting, you know, complaining a little bit about not, about missing. I said, I'm going to miss our backyard and the trees. Um, cause I just love looking at the trees and sitting on our porch. And, um, she said, uh, and she's such a wonderful woman, but she's so encouraging sometimes. And she just said actually a lot. Um, she said, well, just look for those things that you can do, um, that you will enjoy there. Um, are you able to put a, bird feeder right outside your office window. And um, I said, well, yeah, that would be great. I love bird watching, by the way. Um, I said, that would be great. I will do that. And so now, uh, you know, whenever negative thoughts might enter my mind, I will be like, oh, I can't wait to put that bird feeder outside my window. And, um, you know, choosing to think about the positive 
So just remember that contentment grows in your thoughts and what you choose to think about. Um, it's very, it's very true. And, um, and, and I know you know that. The fourth thing is contentment can be learned. Verse 12 says, not that I am speaking of being a need for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I find that so encouraging. It's not that, you know, as soon as we become believers or put our faith in Christ, that we are instantly perfect and that we are instantly content. Um, This verse acknowledges that there is a process. Um, So as long as we are applying ourselves to this process, you know, this time next year, I'm not going to be struggling with discontent as much as I am now. So, and that's the way it is with every, um, with every part of the Christian life. We are all growing and we are works in progress and uh, we can take encouragement knowing that, that this is a, that we are learning and, um, we don't have to be perfect right now. I mean, we want to be, um, but there is grace built into that, which brings me actually to the last point is that not only can contentment be learned, it's learned in God's strength and not our own. The um, the most famous verse there, um, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, which is absolutely true. But always remember when you hear or see that verse in context, it is directly talking about contentment. We can be content wherever we are in all stages of life with whatever we have or with whatever we don't have but through Christ's strength. And these verses are so encouraging to me. I want to add one more passage, also from Paul, of course, uh, Mr. Contentment Guy, to encourage us as we seek to be content through this crazy, advertisement-filled, heavily marketed holiday season. In 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 and 10, But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I'm sure you noticed that word content. I'm content with all of this. Because when I'm weak, then I am strong. And that is, of course, because of the all-sufficient grace of God. I hope that word about contentment as we move through the holidays and then before we know it, start a a new year was encouraging. And just what you need right now, I know it's what I need. Um, Now I would like to share with you a couple notes about what's coming down the pike in 2021. First, Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening in. It means the world to me. Even even when I went from every other week to once a month with all the craziness and routine changes for me, it it really does mean a lot. And Lord willing, I would like to pop up in your podcast feed a little more often than I am now. And I would also like to serve more in the capacity as a biblical mindset mentor for work at home women like yourself. So to do that, I'm planning on doing more frequent yet shorter episodes in 2021. Um, Episodes that feature a biblical mindset devotional, much like what you heard today, as well as some other segments that um, I think you'll find useful and practical as a work at home business owner. I already have a flood of biblical devotional topics 
running through my mind and may even have a theme for each month to help us stay focused on one important mindset aspect at a time. So stay tuned, friends. I am excited and I hope you're excited as well. All right, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is this. Read Psalm 100 and Luke 2 back to back in anticipation of a thankful Christmas. Thanks for listening to Working Upward. You can check out the show notes and all links mentioned in this episode at workingupward.com or even better, become a podcast insider. It's absolutely free and you'll get episode-related resources delivered straight to your inbox. Workingupward.com will take you directly to that sign-up link. Until next time, keep looking up.